Welcome to Wealth Academy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to listen to this dynamic and insightful podcast with host Paul Lawrence Van. Paul and his guests provide content-rich information that will enhance your knowledge. Enjoy this episode. Good day, everyone. Good day. I hope that you are doing great. It's a beautiful day. Great time to be alive. I'm glad that you could join us on Wealth Academy podcast today, and we have a special guest. His name is James Epps Jr. I want to share a bit about him real quick, and then we'll get started. But you are going to enjoy this individual and what he has to say, because he's a difference maker, and he brings light to any situation that's out there. So James Epps Jr. is a husband, father, speaker, great retired Marine and a God-fearing man. It just doesn't get any better than that. James is the founder and CEO of James Epps Jr. LLC, where he leads the motivation movement. He's an in-demand speaker, trainer, and his engagements offer practical and effective solutions to common problems such as leadership, communication, resiliency, and overcoming adversity. Give you a little bit more information about James. He's faced some adversity in his own life growing up in the small town of Lake City, South Carolina. James understand very early on in life that in order to be successful, he needed to work hard and choose to win despite his circumstances. James enlisted in the Marine Corps in June of 1999, where he served his country proudly for 22 years before retiring. And we salute him for that. So get ready for the master motivator himself, James Epps Jr. James, welcome to the podcast. Honored to have you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So, James, I talked just a little bit about your background, which is sterling. Uh, Welcome to our podcast here. What is your backstory? Uh, Tell us a bit about yourself so listeners can learn more about you. So welcome, my friend. Man, Paul, thank you. Thank you for that warm, warm introduction. All right, so tell you a little bit more about my background and just my story. And and how did we get here, right? How did we get here today? All right, so... A little bit about my story is, man, I came from very, very humble beginnings, as you kind of read. I'm from that small town of Lake City, South Carolina, a town of about five to 6,000 people. Man, I, I love where I'm from. I grew up in Wedgefield Trailer Park. I love that trailer park. So shout out to all my guys that I grew up with, all my friends, I, because they, they helped uh, mold me, helped make me. So I had some really good times, even though I didn't come from all the time, the, the best situations in my life. I went through a lot of things in my life early on in my life. Um, The first bit of trauma that I ended up going through in my life was I was molested when I was six years old. And so that caused me to feel some way about my body and started early on insecurities in my mind. It's something that really affected me throughout my adulthood that I I didn't even tell my mother till about two years ago because I knew I wanted to start speaking on it because I know these are things that kids go through or people go through that they don't really talk about and they don't take the power back from the trauma that happens in their lives. So that was something that had me very insecure. It made me feel insecure in my marriage and everything. And on top of that, I was overweight when I was young. Mm -hmm. I had gap teeth. And these were all things that kids weren't always so nice to me about. So I I was picked on about these things. And so I, I just, I felt very insecure when I was young. A lot of these things that the kids and teenagers and people in college, like they go through currently right now. 
And I end up, wasn't the best in school. I failed the seventh and the eighth grade. Something that my sister repeatedly always reminds me of, Paul. She always lets me know, like, hey, look, you, you wasn't that smart. So it's something that we joke about now that, that I just think is just so, so funny. So I never thought that I was the best. I never thought that I, I could be great. And I re we didn't have a lot of money. My parents did the best they could. I came from a, a big family. But some of my early memories is of my dad running an extension car from my uncle's house to yeah. our house just so we could have like uh -huh. power in our house. Yeah. I remember yeah. growing up eating these things I call our whiz sandwich, Paul. Uh -huh. I, if you, you know what our whiz sandwich is, uh, from the viewers <laughs> who not know what our whiz sandwich is, is, I wish there was some meat in between this bread. Uh -huh. uh, I, wish I, had, you know, I wish I had something else to eat, but what I'm eating right now, just I wish I, I this was a, a real pancake instead of a serpent bread sandwich. But yeah. man, very, very, you know, like tough. And there were some things that I went through that I, I'm happy to form now. But when I was going through them, they didn't seem like the best. So back then, I just I really I just wished for a lot of things. Um, I even wished at one point that. I wasn't here on this earth anymore. Sure. And when I got to that point in my life, that was the time that I realized that my life needed to change and that my mindset needed to change. You know, I, I was looking at everything in the wrong way. I, I realized at that moment when I decided like I wanted to take my own life, I realized that my reality wasn't gonna change, but my perspective could change in my reality. And so, that was the day that I was just like, my mindset needs to change. I need to become better. And that happened like the summer of my ninth grade year. And so I began to like try to do better. I began to start participating more in school. I started participating more in sports and things like that, extracurricular activities in school. And I, I still didn't do that great in school. I still, I, but I tried. Hey, right, brother. I tried. <laughs> you're, I tried. You're your troops. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, so I tried a little harder mm -hmm. in school. But then everybody would all talk about, so what are you going to do when you finish school? So I thought about it like, man, I don't really like school. I'm not that great at it. So college may not be an option for me. On top yeah. of that, I had a sister that was one year younger than me, and she ended up graduating a year early. Now, yeah. I already know my parents don't have a lot of money, so I know they couldn't afford to send both of us to college, much less they couldn't afford to send one of us to college. So, so both of us. So I knew college was really not an option and I was just going to waste whatever money they were going to spend on me to go to college anyway. So, okay. so let's look at, um, and, and thank you for sharing the truth. So when you, you talk about the different things, I, I, it comes to my mind that a setback is a setup for a comeback in life of what you've done. Let's talk about what you consider to be the driving force in your life that helped you to springboard from where you were at that time in your youth until you made that mindset shift. Could you share just a little bit about that, James? Yeah, the, spring, the, the springboard was like that mindset shift when I thought about committing suicide. Okay. Um, and that was the day you know, that my life changed. That, that was the day that everything about my life changed and, and it turned around. Mm -hmm. And so then one day, like out of the blue, like I never thought about going to the military and the Marine Corps called. And so like, I like to say greatness call. Yes. And sometimes the greatness <laughs> calls, you just answer the call. Yes. I always joke the Air Force could have called, the Navy sure. could have called, the Army could have um, called. And I 
in one of those branches of service, but the Marine Corps called. And the Marine Corps really just helped enhance all those things my parents had taught about, like taught me when I was young and just made me a, a well-rounded and a better person. And what I learned about myself is, man, my driving force is really people. I have such a love for people. And so everything about me is people. Like I stayed in the Marine Corps 22 years, not because of my love for my job. It was because my love for people. Yeah, like I, I understand. Heart for people. And I just really just wanted to see people do their best. And it's the same thing now. Like I, I always look at people and, and I want them to have the best for their life and I want them to serve their pu purpose and live out their dreams. So I think my driving force has just always been like people. And so Marine Corps just was to help me and take that to another level. Yes, the greatness call, which we, we really honor you for that. We love Marines. Everybody should know that. I have yeah. a cousin retired from the Marine as well. So now you're a retired Marine. So you've made another shift because you've been through it and working through people. And thank you very much for serving our uh, grateful nation. Now I know Appreciate there are many, that. Appreciate that, Paul. You're quite welcome. I know there are many things that you could share, but what are two things that the Marine taught you that is a part of your core values today, James? You can Oh, okay. Like uh, the two things that I would say that's part of my core value, I could easily say leadership, right? Because sure. I mean, from day one, the Marine Corps is all about, hey, you, everybody's a leader. All right, so leadership is something that is big, but that's the low hanging fruit. All right, but the, the big things that I think I, I took away from the Marine Corps that is part of my core values today is like sure. diversity. Man, just how important diversity is. Yes. I remember where where I'm from and I grew up, it's basically black and white. Sure. Uh, I didn't see another nationality until I was about in 11th, 12th grade. And uh -huh. that was the time I saw a Mexican. And they never really spoke to us and never really talked to us because where I'm from, you had what we call sharecropping. Sure. And they brought in to work in the fields and things like that. Um, not to say anything about that, but that's just the way it was. That's just how it was. Reality. <laughs> that was just reality. And so when... I got to the Marine Corps, I saw all these different people and I'm just like, my mind was so closed because like I said, it was black and white. And whether we like it or not, there was always that line in the sand. Like yeah. you live over here and, and they live over here. It was not all the time that it was hostility, but that's just the way it was um, yeah. growing up from. And so when I got to the Marine Corps and I remember being at my, my first my like the school you go to learn your job right yes. and i saw somebody who was as dark as me speaking spanish uh -huh. and i was like how are you speaking spanish black man like what, <laughs> what did you learn this from and he was dominican and uh -huh. that's when i like my mind needed to be developed and, and more open to what's out there okay. and so i be and so that, that was it's that core value one yeah that's core value one okay so so I began to really just want to learn more about the background of other people. And, and I saw how we all were so similar in so many ways. And I saw how we all, when we work together, right? Yes. Like the amazing things that happen when you have so many different per perspectives. And it kind of shut down a lot of those stereotypes and those prejudices and that discrimination. And I'm like, man, um, like it's one of the things that I talk about. Like, why don't we like each other, right? Like, why don't you like me? You know, because like when you really get to know other people, you understand that we all have something to bring to the table. Right. And so that that would be my first core value is that okay. diversity 
of what they taught me. And if I would say the second core value would be just that never say die attitude. So that that never give up. So that's the thing that I try to breathe life into these students is it was like, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you're from, if you have a dream, follow that dream. I follow a purpose and you feel like that's your purpose, follow that purpose. But even when things get hard, when you when things get their hardest, you're as close to your dream as ever. But a lot of times that's when people quit. The Marine Corps taught me that. But that's the thing. I try to save them the experience of going to 13 weeks of boot camp. It's been in 22 <laughs> You know, and in life, in life, sometimes people, you tell them this, but they want to go through that experience anyway. They don't want to yeah. they don't want to listen and they go through it and they realize, like, James told me that. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that, that's my kids sometimes. So <laughs> I love y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> So we have core value one. You're looking at that, the diversity that you experience in, in the Marines. And then number two, uh, you're looking at how to have that determination that what we call that bulldog approach to something. If you have a challenge in life, we're going to fight our way through it in terms of, of getting over that hurdle or that quicksand in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to be that way uh, because you're going to face some problems and challenges are always going to arise in your life. It, but like I said before, it's just like, how do you look at it? So I choose to have a positive mindset about everything that I go through in life. I, I recall a time where I was going through some things personally in my life with my family. Um, my dad was dying. Me, at the time, and just to be honest, um, I had my, my marriage was kind of shaky. And then I was still trying to get promoted at work. So everything was just so hard in my life at the time. And a lot of it was, you know, a lot of it was me. And just how I was going through it. But I couldn't show my Marines that. Like, I still was being positive at work. And they never knew what I was going through. So I just had to get through that. And my perspective is what helped me get through that. Did I have hard days? Did I go home and and and, and put my head down sometimes? Yes. But then that, that reality kicked in. is like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit here and soak about it? Or are you going to try to get through it? And I, I think if I didn't have that attitude, I would have struggled really, really mindedly through those times. And I wouldn't have been able to get through them. But because of that attitude, I was able to get through them. And I get to sit here today and be on the Paul Van, you know, show. So, I, so I, I'm excited about it. And so that's all. I just try to spread that that message to these, uh, to anybody that listen. Like I said, like, because, I mean, I love people. And so I spread that to people. Even though my core audience is high school and um, colleges, I just spread that message to people. Right? Okay. So. Fantastic. And thank you for sharing that. And, and those are really some very important things uh, there when we look at those core values. Now, of course, I mentioned in the introduction, James, that you lead James Epps LLC. Share the mission of your business and who is your ideal client. Please share that with us. So, Paul, the, the mission of my business and my ideal clients, first of all, my ideal clients are people, first of all, like because I, I love people. But the where I really focus on is high school and colleges. Okay, so, that's your target market. That's my target market. Okay. But will I do corporate events? Yeah, I have things that I do for corporate events as well. But my ideal and my target audience is high school and colleges. And how we do that is um, I just try to help shape motivated, ethical leaders. And under that mantra, under that that uh, umbrella, I, I teach you a couple of things. So. One of the things, of course, is like leadership one-on-one, -on -one, all right? So 
that's what we talk about, like the principles and the traits and all the things that go in to helping shape great leaders. And that's directed towards the college market. Okay. I do other things called DISC, yes. which is a behavior assessment tool. And that's shaped more towards the corporate. And that's just basically just learning how to work with different personalities because you have so many conflicts at work. And, and a lot of times it's just all just misunderstanding because we don't understand each other or we don't understand the people around us that we yes. work in and together. Yes, I've been this myself through when I was in the Air Force and they would bring in some experts and, and they would share with us and, and uh, whatever results we came out with, that kind of gives us more insight into who we are. So that, that's yeah. Really great. Yeah, and so so I do that, and that's more shaped towards my corporate, corporate. body. So that, that's the main thing, and that's the big thing that I do with corporate. Mm -hmm. And then I have um, sexual assault, of course, yes. because I was a advocate for over 11 years of my career while I was in the military. I was an advocate for victims of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. So I do a program where I talk about, and that mainly covers like consent. And then, of course, we do diversity training, which basically like what I talked about, my passion for diversity and how important it is to have a diverse team. My keynotes more so focus on overcoming adversity and then resilience. So and those are the talks that I usually do with the colleges. So and all that just call, um, falls on trying to make better motivated ethical leaders. Oh, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that, James. And uh, that's a very uh, wonderful uh, focus areas that you have. And I know that your clients really gain a lot of insight and knowledge from it can make a difference in their lives. So let's talk now about this important thing that you do or you, you create it. It's called the motivational movement. How does this shape the communities and organizations that you serve? Let's talk about the motivation movement, James. Yeah, so the motivation movement, what it is, is all about, man. I was a person like I'm all about like your energy. How do you feel? Like how how what what is it that drives you? So basically, the motivation movement is all about like finding your why. So when I when I'm in these communities and when I'm talking to the, my clients and the people that I work with, that's the whole thing is finding your why. Because no matter what you do in life, if you don't know your why, then what are you doing? Like if, if you have a dream, your dream has got to be big enough to where it, it makes you want to get up and have the passion to do whatever it is and whatever is necessary to follow that dream. If your purpose is big enough, you will do whatever it takes to follow that purpose. And so a lot of people just haven't found their why. They just haven't found a driving force that is big enough to make them want to do whatever it is that they want to accomplish. So the motivation movement is basically about like helping people to find their why, uh, understand their purpose. Because once you understand that, then that gives you that energy. And so when I say motivated, like they used to always call me, I'm a motivator because <laughs> when people and people around me, you know, I just, I just have this energy power that I can't control. You might can't see it through the screen, but I mean, <laughs> that I can't control. But we call and, it, you're feeling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I can't, I can't help myself, you know, uh -huh. like, has ever been around me, they'll tell you. And then I'm the same way around everybody. Like, I, I, I always used to have this mantra that I, if somebody was talking about me in front of my mama, around uh -huh somebody or one of my friends they would say yeah that's James you know because I don't I don't change I don't I don't switch it up depends on who I'm around shoot uh -huh. my my colonel my general for those who don't uh -huh. know those high ranking people oh, yeah. there yeah uh they would say that like yeah they're just, they're just regular people <laughs> yeah I know but they they, they was 
say they would say that that's Master Guns, right? Because uh -huh. I didn't even around my Marines. I was always funny. I always was myself, but yeah. I knew when to be serious and I knew when to, you know, cut it off. And so I just like try to help people to understand their why and just to be motivated about their life and where they're going. So that's me. That's, uh, the that's motivator. Very important. That's fair. Yeah, that's why I call myself the master motivator. Like, right. yeah. On that right. You heard it here first, people, on Wealth Academy Podcast, Motivation Movement with James Epps Jr. So, James, uh, you have mentioned that you're passionate about working with the uh, and speaking to students at colleges and universities. What are some of the topics that you provide? Why is it important to share your expertise? And let's just focus on college students now and how you can help make a difference with them, because that's still that age and that cycle in life. Uh, for them where they're still discovering themselves? And, and how, how does, uh, say, if you can give an example, one of the programs that you provide for college students and university students. Yeah, I'll quickly give you a, a couple of the programs that I, okay. I do. I, so uh, one of my keynotes is greatness is not need approval. I That's my baby because I just want people to understand, like, you don't have to wait for somebody else to stamp you or say that you are what you already are. Like, you're already great. Like, you were born and God gave you some yeah. gifts that you just need to learn how to use those gifts and where your gift is going to let, let you shine. And so when I say greatness does not need other people's approval or does not need approval, like you already great. Like you, you have to know that, like you, you were wired differently. You were wired to be the best. So once you understand that and understand, like, I don't have to, I don't have to wait for somebody to like my post to know that that was a good sure. post. Exactly. You know, I've gotten to the point to where I like my post first. <laughs> that's why you put it there right yeah I, I knew this was good i'm gonna like it first you know so that's one thing greatness does not need approval and yeah. so the things that i talk to students about and then master your master your mountain all right because everybody has their hill that they have to climb everybody has the everybody that, yeah the so everybody has, has it the general has it the quarterback no, no, has it no matter who you are, you're going to have some adversity in your life or you're going to come like we go back to like your circumstances. The sure. circumstances does not dictate your destination. Absolutely. So you have to understand that you have to master your mountain. And some like you, you read my story and I kind of told you a little bit about my story. Yeah. And some people have been through worse and some people have had a little better life, but everybody has their own challenges. Absolutely. And so that they talk about is master your mountain. Okay. And then we we talk about uh, the sexual assault. Did yeah. I say yes? That that's kind of just covers the consent aspect, mm -hmm. uh, because it was some things before I became a sexual assault uh, um, advocate uh -huh. that I did not I did not know I did not know. Yeah. You know, like you you know, it see, talks the, about the major court, court, the um I, I think the major issue is that people don't talk about it. That's the major culprit. But when you talk about it and you bring it to light when that truth comes out that's when everybody starts to heal yeah and, and i think it's because like we don't know what other people have been right. through yeah you know because like like little simple stuff like i talk about consent like yeah. when people you know like something innocent like you smack somebody on the on the butt side right. when they play basketball or something sure. like that right. but if somebody has been through some kind of trauma like that may trigger something in them. Like they may not be comfortable with that. And it's just kind of helping people to understand what is and what isn't sexual assault. And then other ways, because college students, uh, sometimes they go out, they have a, a good time and they're drinking, you uh -huh. know. They get crazy. They get crazy <laughs> and they, they, they might make a decision 
Sure. And then the next morning, I might wake wake up and regret that decision. And I always ask people, was it worth it? Was it yeah. worth it? Yeah. So if that person wakes up the next morning and say, like, you did something that they didn't really approve of, or that so they didn't I, agree with. All right, so it's just kind of helping them to see that and then also just helping them understand how they can help prevent those things from happening. And then the last one, of, of course, is diversity. And, yes. and it kind of talks about, like, why don't you like me? Like, so it, and it just kind of covers our differences. And why don't we like each other? And then when we break it down, you just begin to understand, like, we shouldn't not like each other. Like we're all good people and everybody has um, their own values and stuff, but we just, and it basically boils down to respect. Yes. Like just have respect for each other, so. Yes, absolutely. Well, I tell you, James, uh, you really shared uh, quite a bit and I know it's gonna make a difference for the listeners. And uh, I really appreciate you uh, being a guest on our show today and uh, because you're sharing so much knowledge, so much wisdom, and again, you know, your service to country. So, uh, James, at this time, our interview is coming to an end. Is there anything else you would like to share at this time, your contact information, upcoming programs, et cetera? We'd love to hear it so people can get in contact with you and definitely your website. Yeah, the main thing I, I want to share is uh like jamesfjr.org. I so that's my website. So if you want to learn more about me, you can go out to my website and, and you can learn more about me. If you want to uh contact me through like a social media, uh J-E underscore motivation underscore movement. All right, so you can contact me on Instagram, uh Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, if you could please post that in the information before they leave so that they can get that information. You have an you amazing know. newsletter in LinkedIn too. That's yeah, yeah. So so please follow me if you're on LinkedIn and, and, and subscribe to that newsletter. But I would like to say this before I leave, sure. uh, because I say this uh, after all my events and I'm going to say it in a different way so, so the people out there can get it. But I always uh, want to leave people knowing that they are great. So I say this, I say this, and this is what I'll leave with you. Yes. All your dreams begin with you. All you need resides in you. No excuses and no regrets. You're destined for greatness. It's your mindset. You are great. You are great. And you will, and you will, and you will be successful. So go forth and do great things and know that there's greatness inside of all of us. And so, Paul, I just asked him, just, when you said, just say, I am great. All right. But I just want to do it a little different way so you understand that you are great. And if nobody else believes in you, J.E. Motivation, James Epps Jr., Master Guns, whatever you want to call me, I believe <laughs> I believe you can be great. So that, that's, uh, thank you for this opportunity, Paul. And I, I appreciate that. I love everyone. Um, if you ever come across me and if you want to connect with James Epps Motivation Movement, I please do so. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And James, again, before we leave, uh, what area of the country do you reside in so we can have people in that area uh, they can reach out to you as well? North Carolina! Come on up. And that's in what, what uh, city? Uh, North what Carolina, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Winston-Salem, okay. Uh, uh, I, Paul, I was singing my song, Take Your Shirt Off, Wave It All Around. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just that's just showing my age a little bit. But yeah, I, I reside in North Carolina, go Panthers, right? Yes. Uh, but yeah, I reside in North Carolina. So if you want to contact me, like I said, I'll put all that information in the chat. If you want to contact me via phone, you can go on my website. Um, all that information is there. So, okay. Yeah. 
And yes, I'll definitely provide that uh, in the talking points uh, after uh, we finish the interview. But James, again, thank you so much for being our honored guest uh, today on Wealth Academy Podcast. You have made a difference in the lives of others uh, through uh, your message today. And again, you can contact uh, James. You can go to his website, which is www.james, J-A-M-E-S, Epps, E-P-P-S, Jr., J-R dot O-R-G. And uh, you'll learn more about him. He has an amazing website and he's here to deliver speeches to not only high school, but also to college uh, and university students. And he does of course provide uh, presentations and speeches for corporations as well. So reach out to him. We're honored to have him. Uh, as I stated before, we all honor all of our Marines and he's a retired Marine and we're thankful for him and his family because it can't be done without family support. So we thank your family as well, James. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I, I'm grateful to my family. Uh, thanks to my wife, my mother, uh, my sisters for all the support and all my family and friends who supported me on this journey. So I, I thank you all and all my followers. So I appreciate you. Okay, fantastic. And again, thank you all for being on this episode today, which is episode uh, 246 of Wealth Academy Podcast. You'll be able to listen to this on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, and many, wherever you get your podcasts, we would love for you to go in and listen and also subscribe while you're there. Definitely subscribe to James' episode, which is episode again, 246. My time is up and I thank you for yours. Again, my name is Paul Lawrence Van. I host Wealth Academy Podcast. And again, we're going to give honor to James Epps Jr. Thank you so much, James. Honored to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This is going to end this broadcast. I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode with Paul and his guest. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And Paul requests that you rate and review this episode and others on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. View all Wealth Academy podcast episodes at www.wealthacademypodcast.com.